0: Hello and welcome to Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We're the co founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 fit back into all their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode,
1: we're going to reveal five quick menopause weight loss hacks for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast.
0: So Rob, we've worked with so many women over 40 who are struggling to lose weight around menopause, but we struggling to see any movement on the scales, no matter what they tried. These women were trying all the things which worked in their 20s and 30s, but then stepping on the scales at the end of the week and seeing zero movement. And for many of these ladies, this was was starting to have a big impact on their confidence, on their self-esteem, making it really difficult for them to enjoy life to the fullest. And I can't tell you how many women I've spoke to who felt they were no longer able to wear their favorite clothes, who were choosing clothes just to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they liked, putting in loads and loads of hard work, loads of effort into their fitness, but not seeing any change in the mirror and starting to worry that they'd never be able to get their weight under control and see any amazing results around the menopause. But despite all of that, we've helped these women to remove the barriers that were blocking them from seeing results and to quickly and easily get the scales moving, lose the excess weight, regain their confidence, and get back to feeling amazing in all their clothes, all in just a few short months. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal the five quick menopause weight loss hacks, which have helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to drop one to two dress sizes, fit back into all their favorite clothes, and feel incredible wearing anything they like in 12 weeks. Awesome. So we're going to get
1: straight into this. And as we said, we've got five weight loss hacks that will get you really, really quick results today, even if you're perimenopausal or menopausal. So the first thing you need to do, is to start to work with your changing body and hormones. So estrogen and progesterone levels fall around menopause. You're probably aware of this and the female sex hormones um, start to reduce. But the thing that has the biggest impact on body weight is not actually this specifically. It's the knock-on effect these then have on cortisol, the stress hormone. So with age, whether you're a male or female, your body becomes more sensitive to stress. it will release more cortisol for the same kind of amount of stress put on the body and this increase is three times more for women than for men so this is why it is harder for women to lose weight as they approach menopause and this can start to happen as early as your early 40s up to 10 years before um clinical menopause which is where you go an entire year without a period so ben how does this this change in the body's sensitivities to stress in the run-up to menopause, how does it make it harder for women to lose weight in the run-up to, um,
0: to menopause and for women over 40? So all sources of stress are interpreted by the body in the same way. So whether that is work stress or whether that is, you know, physical stress from um, doing a load of exercise, whether that is stress from reducing calories, whether that is Stress from a difficult emotional situation happens to you. All of these lead to an increase in cortisol levels. So cortisol is the stress hormone. So as when you get stressed, your body releases this hormone cortisol. If stress levels are too high for too much of the time, you basically end up with what's called chronically elevated cortisol, meaning your cortisol levels are always high, they're always spiked. And the, the thing with cortisol is like if it spikes for a short period of time it can be beneficial it's kind of the body's natural reaction to stress but what's abnormal is when you're kind of stressed 100% of the time 24/7 and this can trigger what's called the weight gain triangle so that's this is three things that happen the first one is leptin resistance so leptin is a hunger hormone it's responsible for whether you feel full and satisfied Based on the food that you eat so if you become resistant to leptin you can get increased cravings especially for comfort foods especially for kind of unhealthier um, sugary carb filled foods next thing that can happen is insulin resistance so insulin is a storage hormone which kind of influences the way that your body deals with calories so if calories come in your insulin levels will depend on you know they will determine whether you're going to store that as body fat and how you're going to deal with those calories. So if you start to develop insulin resistance, this can increase fat storage, especially around the middle area, which is why so many people, as they get older, um, get what's often referred to as the middle age spread. So that, that slow sort of gaining of weight around the middle area. And the third thing that can happen is thyroid deregulation. So the thyroid is a hormone which is responsible for your metabolism. So that's kind of, the flow of calories in and out into your body. So kind of how many calories your body burns over the course of the day. So if you get thyroid deregulation, it essentially slows down your metabolism. It slows down the rate at which your body is burning and using calories. And all of these things together, they put your body in a state where it's wanting to cling onto excess weight, especially around the middle. And it's a state where it's going to be easier for you to gain more weight again, especially around that middle area. So To combat this, to avoid that weight gain triangle, you basically need to keep stress on the body low to moderate. So you want to avoid anything which is high stress. So, Rob, what would be kind of your recommendations if we want to avoid overstressing the body with what we're doing in terms of fitness and and other, other factors? What would be kind of the key things to focus on? Yeah. So we might not be able to change stress from certain
1: things. So work, you know, most people are going to have to still go to work. You can't just go and live in a cave. You've probably still got family responsibilities, whether it's caring for aging parents, whether it's looking after children, even if they're grown up or both. But the things you can really influence are your kind of diet choices, your exercise choices, and your lifestyle choices. And a lot of people are um, kind of getting this wrong around menopause and making things a lot worse. So The quickest fix for this is to stop doing things that spike stress levels too much so really intense forms of exercise things like HIIT training things like gym classes things like spinning they work really well for people in their 20s and 30s they can tolerate a higher level of stress because their hormones are not changing um, around menopause and potentially potentially other parts of their lifestyle are not as stressful as well but As you approach menopause, we've talked about that sensitivity stress increasing. This stuff is just gonna make that way, way worse. It's like you dropped your phone and smashed it, and then you just start stamping on your phone. Um, You make it a hell of a lot worse than you need to. You may have been fixable you can still see good results around menopause if you do the right things and you stop overstressing the body. So with exercise, it's stopping those really extreme approaches. If you're also not super fit and you don't find running easy, running is another one that's just gonna be really, really stressful on the body. So again, it's not a good choice, even if it's like couch to 5k, it's probably gonna be too much. I'd always recommend people lose the weight first, then investigate like other types of exercise they'd like to do um, once the weights come off because it will stress the body a lot less if you're not carrying extra weight whilst doing that exercise. The other side of this is then diet. So avoid starvation diets. These are really, really stressful on the body. They'll spike cortisol levels really, really high. So it's it's like 800 calories a day, 1200 calories a day. Those are all super low. They're way lower than pretty much anyone can eat without spiking their stress levels. And around menopause, this is actually going to make the body cling on to fat and do everything it can to, to stop you losing weight. Same thing goes for shake diets, they're often super low calories as well. And even lots of forms of fasting um, can spike cortisol levels. So we want to stop all of these kind of extreme exercise diet approaches. They can work when you're younger, they're not going to work
0: in the run-up to menopause. Got it. And other than kind of making better choices and avoiding these higher stress forms of exercise, higher stress forms of dieting, Mm -hmm. is there anything else that we can do? Are there any other kind of factors that can influence this as well? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of things you can do with your lifestyle as well that
1: we've helped clients to do so first of all we'll come on to this in a bit more detail I think but food choices can make a big impact on on the stress on the body as well so processing uh, processed food can be really really hard for your body to deal with um alcohol things like this so we want to improve food choices we'll go into that in more detail but other things as well. So sleep, which is something often people can find really, really difficult to, to sleep well around menopause. There's a lot of things you can do to actually improve sleep around menopause from actually physically tiring the body out through regular exercise and the right kind of exercise um, to avoid working too late, to avoiding drinking alcohol or caffeine regularly, um, which are the other two things I'd recommend as well, not just because of sleep um, that people avoid having too often to manage stress levels. But if you can affect all of this I think we were talking just before Ben about how you were speaking to a client last week and we speak to people like this all the time who uh, were sleeping way way better um, after just a few weeks on the program Um, did she say kind of what she thought made the difference because obviously I'm guessing she hasn't changed anything with her hormones I'm guessing she was perimenopausal or menopausal but was there anything specific
0: or was it all of the stuff we're talking about today that she was doing to improve that sleep I think it's mostly just just what you've been talking about so for example being in that regular exercise routine which means you're actually tired when you come to sleep um, making better food choices being better in terms of things like reducing caffeine reducing alcohol to improve the quality of your sleep uh, I think all of those I mean the, the reality is with the body the kind of better that you treat your body in, a, in, the, in terms of the entire picture so sleep food etc alcohol caffeine the better it's going to function the better it functions the better you're going to feel overall so i think it's kind of everything just sort of pulls together um to make you feel your best and be as healthy as possible yeah so we need this like holistic approach
1: right so we need to look at everything not just let's just do this one diet where we cut carbs out or let's just do this hit program which is obviously not right either as we talked about today but we need to look at the whole picture um and it sounds really complicated i think when we talk about so many different things but it's actually a lot simpler than people think especially if you break it down over you know you make a little change every single week rather than trying to change everything at once so the thing i kind of mentioned there that we didn't really get into detail on i think we should definitely discuss in more detail is food choices because these have a big impact on um the stress levels the body's put under and and um, hormonal changes around menopause as well so how should women be thinking about food choices, Ben, in the run-up to menopause, you think?
0: So one of the key things is to avoid specific hormone-disrupting foods. So there are certain foods in in the program, we have a a kind of framework we use around it with our clients, which we call WADS foods. So WADS stands for Wheat, Alcohol, Dairy, Sugar, so W-A-D-S. And all of these foods are highly processed. So you can tolerate these much better in your 20s and 30s but in the run up to menopause they will wreak havoc on your hormones if you have them in kind of too high too high a quantity these can all make menopause symptoms worse they can disrupt sleep they can ruin your energy levels and they can stop you losing weight effectively as well so what kind of results do you think people can get if they make these changes
1: and what what like because we people have got these summer holidays coming up people have got um weddings summer events coming up I'm guessing people listening might want to lose weight quite quickly for these things and a lot of people feel like they can't around menopause so like is it possible to see quick results doing this or is this more of like a longer term thing do you think
0: I think with this specifically um it's definitely possible to see some some fast results and one of the main reasons we do this we do a a period at the start of the program where all of our clients avoid these foods they avoid wheat alcohol dairy and sugar just for kind of a short period of time so you know around about two weeks or so and one of the reasons we do this is because we want to get people quick wins at the start we want someone to sign up with us and then they start seeing some quick wins they start getting better energy levels they start seeing the weight go down the scales their clothes start feeling better they start sleeping better. All these things kind of start happening quickly. And then that gives momentum to kind of move forwards. But if you're thinking, you know, you want to get some quick results for summer, for holidays or weddings or whatever you've got coming up, this can be a really good way to do that. And, you know, we've seen clients lose over a stone just cutting these foods out for two weeks. And often they comment on how much more energy they have too. So I've got a, a quick testimonial here. I'll just share this message that we got here from uh, one of our clients, Jenny. So she said, so I'm just entering week four. Don't have a huge amount to lose and trying to focus on losing fat and gaining muscle. Just weighed in after a weekend away where I definitely ate more and had a few drinks. I lost more this week than the previous two. I've lost 5.5 pounds in three weeks, mostly body fat. What is this witchery? The best part about all of this, my old clothes are almost fitting again and I'm feeling so much stronger physically and mentally. Thank you for all being so inspirational every day as it really does help me stay on track. So just goes to show like you can see some amazing results a short period of time if you follow the wrong the right strategy so you know if if you are menopausal if you are kind of in your 40s that doesn't mean to say that you're not able to see fast results so again just to kind of uh, reiterate those foods to cut out were wheat alcohol dairy and sugar so that's the food side of things what about exercise like what should people be doing in the run-up to menopause about exercise So as you mentioned before, Rob, like you want to stop doing those things that spike stress levels too much. So stop doing things like hit and spinning and gym classes and running, these kind of highly stressful forms of exercise. But instead, you want to basically swap cardio for a better form of exercise. What we tend to recommend to people is what we call list training, which I'll, I'll go into detail on that in a second. But with cardio, just because kind of you sweat a lot doesn't mean it's effective. So a lot of people, they relate the fact that when they did a, a workout, they felt tired afterwards and they sweat, they think you know those are the two factors that mean that was a good workout. And if you haven't sweated and you don't feel absolutely exhausted, then it wasn't a good workout. But the reality is this isn't the case. um Any workout where you know you've you've absolutely been sweating buckets, you had your heart pounding out of your chest, they're all going to spike stress levels and they're going to trigger that weight gain triangle and put the body in a state where it's harder to burn fat and it's harder to lose weight. The, the other thing about them as well is they're what's called catabolic. So what that means is they burn muscle. So if you're losing muscle, you're going to get less tone. You're going to feel flabbier. You're going to feel saggier. Um, and then the next is advantages. those forms of exercise, high intensity forms of exercise can be high impact as well. So for example, if you're doing like a hit session, high intensity interval training session, and it's got things in like burpees or you're doing like jump squats or anything like that, which is, quite kind of high impact that can exacerbate joint aches and pains and for menopausal women especially um, one of the effects that happens when you get a reduction in your estrogen levels estrogen is a natural lubricant which which usually serves to lubricate your joints so as your estrogen levels start to decrease around menopause that can mean that you're more susceptible to having joint issues joint aches and joint pains and a lot of our clients um they find that they do start struggling with things like aching knees or hips or shoulders etc so the, the higher impact exercise you're doing, the more likely you're going to get injured. And the problem with being injured is then you have to stop. And if you have to stop your exercise program for an extended period of time to recover, then it's just kind of setting you back for a few weeks or a few months where you're not able to train properly, you're not able to burn plenty of calories with your workouts, and therefore you're not able to see the best possible results. So for someone who's doing a lot of cardio then, or is thinking about doing that
1: as a way to try and lose weight for whatever they've got coming up, what do you recommend
0: people do instead to see better results? So what we recommend is what we call LIST training. So LIST stands for low impact strength training. Um, one of the It does always make me laugh. We always put LIST training, but I mean the, the T in LIST actually stands for training. So it's actually low impact strength training, training if you say LIST training. But list, so low impact strength training, it works with your changing body and hormones. Um, the way that you would do it is lifting weights in a slow and controlled way. So it'd be either you could do it with kettlebells, you could do it with dumbbells, you could do it with barbells, you could do it with gym machines, you could do it with your own body weight, you could do it with resistance bands. But the key is that you're you're working those muscles against a form of resistance, whether that's weight or resistance bands. Um, and you're doing that in a slow and controlled way so there's no kind of high impact to it Um, it will get your heart rate up but it's not going to push your heart rate into like a really high heart rate zone Um, it also combats age-related muscle loss as well which is uh, known as sarcopenia so you'll avoid that you'll avoid that kind of usual reduction in muscle mass as you get older and it'll achieve rapid results as well when it comes to toning up and it comes to losing body fat you can basically um you can get away with doing this sort of three times per week for most people starting off will be absolutely plenty so a lot of our clients um like in the testimonial we shared before you can lose like a stone over a few weeks just doing three workouts a week which are about half an hour each you can do quite a short session with this but it's very very efficient and very very effective yeah and that's the key word isn't it it's about being effective with your time
1: and with working with the changes with your body and if you do that you know i always use the analogy it's kind of like using a dishwasher rather than hand washing everything not only is hand washing everything harder just like doing all this cardio and things that are not appropriate for your body as it's changing around menopause but also it tends to be the results are not so good unless you're very very thorough with that hand washing up if you just give it to the average person, let's say my dad, uh, most of the stuff comes out pretty dirty still after being hand washed. Whereas if you just put it in the dishwasher, not only is it way quicker, it's way easier, but it also gets better results. And this is the same with doing list. Um, I'll say it right this time (laughs) rather than list training, Uh, the low impact strength training. It doesn't actually feel as hard just like using the dishwasher. It doesn't feel as hard and you get better results. And I think a lot of people they always struggle with this because they've had to work so hard in their career that, you know, people we work with, they've had to really push in all aspects of their life to be successful. And actually to be successful with losing weight around menopause is not about just pushing, pushing, pushing. Sometimes it's actually about being a bit more gentle with the body and it will then respond. So the last thing I want to talk about is, is bring it back around to food again. So it's not just about food choices that we talked about before, but it's also about eating the right quantities of things. And again, You can get away with a lot more in your 20s and 30s when your body and hormones are more optimal. But when you're approaching menopause and around menopause, you need to tighten it up to see quick results. And it doesn't mean you need to starve yourself. Um, If you starve your body, it's interpreted as another source of stress. It will trigger that weight gain triangle we talked about before and your body will actually kind of cling on to the weight. But it also means you do need to be careful to get the right amount. And it's also not just about getting the right amount of calories. A lot of people kind of oversimplify this just focus on calories and it doesn't really work out so
0: what should people actually be focusing on then so as you've said yeah it's not just about calories as a lot of trainers and people will say uh, but we recommend getting the right amounts of what we call the key three so there's three key things to focus on I mean there's so many other things you could focus on in terms of nutrition it can get extremely complicated and that can put people off and make it really difficult for people but really there's there's three things that if you focus on these you're going to get really good results so the first one is calories so making sure that you aren't taking in too much food per day at the end of the day you know if you're if you've gained weight if you're heavier than you want to be um it's because you've taken in more calories than you've burned so you, you've you've got to address that first of all you can't be kind of overeating you also don't want to be undereating. you want to be e- eating the perfect amount for you which um for most people who we work with it's usually probably more calories than they used to on their average kind of diet plan they're following. The second thing is protein. So protein is really important for um, helping you to grow and build muscle, helping you to recover from your workouts. It's also just been shown through studies that people who eat a higher protein diet um, in like a study of two groups of people who are both trying to lose weight, if you give one group of people a higher protein diet, they see better results in terms of weight loss overall. The third thing to focus on is fiber. So fiber is, you know, typically what you'll find in these sort of fruits and vegetables. Anything that's sort of really healthy whole foods will be high in fiber. And for most people, they're eating too little protein, too little fiber. And the main result of these is that they'll feel hungry all the time. They won't feel full. They won't feel satisfied, which then leads to them eating too many calories over the course of the week sometimes without realizing it because they're just kind of either eating towards eating just in terms um, in terms of their own cravings and their own hunger or they're also eating foods that they don't realize it, adding a lot of extra calories things like lattes or wine or crisps or nuts and biscuits they just they you know people find themselves just picking at things when they're feeling hungry when they're sort of not feeling full and satisfied and that quickly adds up to too many calories So if you focus on getting the right amount of the key three, especially protein and fiber, the weight will fall off a lot quicker than you think. But also at the same time, that weight will fall off quickly. You'll see really good results, but you won't feel hungry. You won't ever feel like you're starving. You won't feel kind of unsatisfied. You'll feel very full, very satisfied, but see amazing results. So Rob, I know we have loads of examples of this, but can you give us a quick example of what can happen if you get things right in terms of your nutrition and the the key three? Yeah so I've got a quote here from Katie so Katie's age 51 she's
1: perimenopausal as well and this is what she submitted in her week four check-in to her coach Simone so she said it's been four weeks and I've already lost one pound at one pound one stone and three pounds so for the first time in ages I'm feeling positive and happy more steady emotionally and I now have confidence I'll eventually reach my goal my clothes are beginning to loosen I'm optimistic for being able to fit into my clothes by summer. I'm managing the tracking no problem, I can stick within the calories, yet still not over-restrict, which is where I've failed so often in the past. I hardly have any food cravings, and I'm not experiencing blood sugar highs and lows. I'm also enjoying the workouts, since Simone has helped me adapt them around my shoulder injury,
0: and I'm looking forward to feeling stronger. Amazing. And if you want to find out more about the plan that Katie followed, if you head over to www.fit40info.com, you can find all of the information and all of the details on that page. Awesome. So that just about wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you
1: so much for joining us. We'll catch you next week for another episode and we'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity
0: podcast.